0: Welcome to episode 65 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at Sizzy G, Season 3, Episode 13, which had an IMDb user score of 7.8 out of 10 when I originally looked them all up. That has since raised to 8.0. A lot of episodes are coming up a little bit in their Fox Network's 200 Days of the X-Files promotion. It was written by series creator Chris Carter and directed by Rob Bowman. In this episode, two cheerleaders follow the influence of an astrological alignment and go on a killing spree with supernatural abilities. The episode definitely has its share of dark humor. When the alignment passes, so do their abilities, and the town returns to normal, less a few citizens. These cheerleaders are not the only ones affected. We saw unusual behavior from Mulder and Skelly throughout, some of which was written in specifically to address online comments from fans about Mulder always being the one to drive and so forth. It may also be somewhat interesting to note that the high school, Grover Cleveland Alexander High School, was named specifically for a question that David Duchovny got wrong when he was invited to participate on Celebrity Jeopardy. At this point, Duchovny had a reputation for being the most educated man in Hollywood since he was a thesis defense short of a PhD in literature. And this is a somewhat enjoyable episode. We've had some straight up comedy episodes. We've had a lot more serious episodes. This one, Seems to try to walk the line both ways. There's definitely some very serious moments. It doesn't seem to go straight-up comedy all the time, but there are a number of funny situations in here. And the episode is probably most notable for its guest stars. If you bear with me for a moment, this is going to sound like a bit of a tangent, but it is on topic, as we will eventually discover. So my sister's maid of honor has a brother named Ryan Silverman, who was waiting tables in Vancouver when he was trying to break into acting a few years ago and at the time he was looking for a roommate. Now, one of his customers was going over the ads looking for a place to stay, as he just landed a job that could pay for an upgraded living space, and they got to talking. So, soon Ryan Silverman, who now gets regular work on Broadway, was rooming with the first guest star we see on screen here in this episode, Ryan Reynolds, who appeared in the X-Files prior to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. But that was the job that he had just landed when he was looking for someplace else to stay. Now, Reynolds is probably best known in audiences today as the guy who's going to be playing Deadpool in just a few weeks' time in the upcoming movie that's going to come out on the Valentine's Day weekend. He's also been in Green Lantern, The Proposal, and a number of other projects. And by all accounts, I've never met him myself. I've never met Ryan Silverman, but I met his sister a number of times, and by all accounts, Ryan Reynolds is a pretty great guy in real life, too. The next guest star that we're going to discuss is Dana Wheeler Nicholson, who plays Detective White. She's already been in Seinfeld, Tombstone, and Fletch, and she's had steady credits up till today. Gary Davey plays Principal Bob in his fourth and final appearance on The X-Files, following appearances in Eve, Roland, and Endgame, all in small roles. He's also been on Outer Limits, The Sentinel, Millennium, and so forth. In real life, he's the artistic director at the William B. Davis Center for Actor Study, William B. Davis, of course, being the man who plays the cigarette smoking man. Now, Donalda Williams appears in her second and final X-Files role, following Irresistible. She's also been in Heartbreakers, Chaos Theory, The Stakeout, and The Accused. Gabriel Miller plays Brenda, but she's probably best known to Canadian audiences as Lacey from Corner Gas. She's had a pretty great career in Canadian TV and film, but is almost certainly not as well-known to U.S. audiences. She previously played the granddaughter of the founder in Our Town. Now, I save the two cheerleaders for last. They both are much older than their characters. The characters were born in 1979, but the performers were born in 70 and 71. Wendy Benson Landis plays Margie. She's also known for her work in As the World Turns, Wishmaster, Burlaska James Dean, and Desperate Housewives. I saved Lisa Robin Kelly for last, because hers is the most tragic one. She is best known in her non-guest star roles as the original Lori Foreman on that 70s show. She had substance abuse issues in real life, which led to arrests and charges and forced rehab. She was written off that 70s show by saying her character is going to beauty school after season 3. After she got out of rehab, she was given another chance with guest spots in season 5, which didn't work out completely. She had a hard time breaking her habits, so the role was recast. And then she died in August 2013 of a drug overdose while she was in a rehab clinic. After discussing all that, I have this nagging feeling I forgot to mention the state that this episode takes place in, which I usually do. It is in the state of New Hampshire. And if anyone is interested in the movie that was showing on every TV screen, Keystone Hotel is now in the public domain, so with enough poking around, you should be able to track it down. Now, finally, we have been running a couple of votes by email. Matthew Jakimstall, which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly, is the only one who's responded to the vote, so he has no preference for the Millennium vote, about whether we do that concurrently with Season 4 or do it after the X-Files is covered in complete detail. So that vote is still open as that one we've got until season four starts before we discuss it. We've got a little more time before that happens because he did vote for immediate coverage of the new X-Files episodes once they start premiering in January. Now, the first two episodes are going to appear on consecutive nights, so they could very well be discussed together just depending on my schedule because I do work the nights that they're aired as well. But since he's the only voter who's gotten that done, and since our next scheduled episode would have been after they premiered, he was able to basically decide it for everyone. So we will be covering the new episodes as they come out. If you're not happy with that result, well, you should have voted. So there's still time to decide what you want to do with the Millennium Vote. You can send those votes to Bureau42Podcasts at gmail.com. Please also rate and review this and any other shows you listen to on iTunes or on Stitcher. It really does help the shows get noticed share links with friends who you think may be interested, and finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Pool Side by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content is copyright 2016, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to Bureau42Podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.